When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Guys, if you go to snoozesleep.com and use the code DNVR, you're going to get $250 off a mattress and $250 off an adjustable base from Snooze Sleep. Snooze Sleep is the company behind the Snooze Flip, which is one of the most universal mattresses on the planet. You can customize your sleep experience to fit your needs. One side is soft, one side is firm. You can flip it to the side that fits your body best. The cover is also reversible with one side up to five degrees cooler and cozy warm on the other side. Snooze Sleep, they're a Colorado company. They're Colorado-based, but designed for the world. Again, use code DNVR at snoozesleep.com. You're going to get $250 off a mattress and $250 off an adjustable base. Oh, exhale. Everyone take, take a, a breath. breath. Everybody. Ooh. Deep, deep breath. Take a deep breath. What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Winner's Lounge. <sighs> feels good to be here, honestly. It feels honestly. It is such a relief to be here, man. It's such a relief. Um, the Nuggets get the win, and honestly, you know, I, I'm going to start with this. Matt Moore just tweeted out, and I think it was spot on. There's no good right now with the way the league is. There's no good wins. There's just wins. You just got to get them. This was ugly. It was annoying. It was frustrating. But guess what? I look forward to forgetting about it here in about an hour and a half and just like <laughs> moving on because it is a W and that's all that matters. We're going to break it all down for you. We got to have Brendan Vote joining us here just a little bit. Right now he's on the horn with Michael Malone. Uh, he'll be popping in and out, I'm sure. But I got Harrison Wind here. Man, I feel so much better right now than I did pregame, even though, <laughs> like you said, uh, there were some memorable things about this game, but I don't think anything we're going to be like really pumped to talk about other than Nikola Jokic getting another 2020 game. Like it's inter- they there's interesting. Win. There's interesting stuff, yeah, but they got to win. And yeah. that's the most important thing. The inter- it's interesting, but it's not necessarily positive. I think that's what you're getting at, but it's still interesting. Uh, superstar devs in the house. I mean, I just can't be down about that game. This is not a game you should be excited about or thrilled about, but you can't be down about that type yeah, of game because if you lose that game, first off, it's just so many different implications that come. We haven't been in a winner's lounge in a very long time. Oh, my God. You know, just so to long. even bring that up. And then also just they just found a way. So you got to be excited for them to have to find they a way. They did find a way. They did find a way to win. Nuggets get it tonight in Los Angeles against the Clippers, 103 <laughs> to 100. Uh, almost a munder. Almost a munder. Um, the big, our top story tonight, guys, our top story, actually, first I have to tell you, we're presented as always by uh, light shade dispensary. You guys can use them 11 locations around Denver. We'll talk about them here in just a little bit. Um, our top story tonight, my parlay ruined, <laughs> ruined by one, uh, Brandon Boston deciding that the last top play, story of the, the game to get the Nuggets back to 500 is your bet. It's my bet. I'm telling you guys. Actually, I we had people tweeting at me. This is the most Adam thing. This ever. is the most Adam thing. No, because it's actually fun. This is why, look, DraftKings is a big partner. Us, but this yes. is why it's so fun. We had, here was the parlay, okay? Nuggets to win the first quarter. They get a Bones Highland three. They should the not have won they the first not quarter. But they get it. It's like, boom. Yep. You got Jokic 25 plus points. He gets it with like. 
18 seconds on left. On the free throw. On the free throws, like 18 seconds left. We had Jokic 10 rebounds or 12 rebounds. He got that. Got that in pretty the first easily. quarter or something. Uh, then you had Monte two threes. That one cashed. Yep. And then you had three and a half points for the Nuggets. I was sitting there thinking, this is perfect. You get one stop. They foul you. You go up five. This is perfect. Instead, the last play. And look, I actually get it. This is a game where there's so many guys out of the lineup. This sure. I actually get the Ty Lue, like, let's not play around here. One shot. Send this to overtime or we'll go home. I almost respect it, but it was a weird. It was I, weird to I watch. I get it from Ty Lue's perspective because the Nuggets really outplayed the Clippers in the fourth. Jokic was yeah. kind of catching fire. I mean, they outscored the Clippers twenty-four to seventeen in the fourth. If you let that get to an overtime, if you're the Clippers, you probably lose it. Right. But to put the ball in the hands of a second-round pick who had an okay game for you. I mean, he yeah. was good. Six of fifteen. Brandon Boston was 15. for eighteen points. Wow. Six like, of fifteen. He was okay, but um. Yeah, I, I like the strategy, maybe not the execution I would have gone with if I was the Clippers there. <laughs> I just feel like whenever you have an opportunity to actually work on things that you're going to need throughout the season, I think you should work on those type of things. <laughs> so there's no reason for you to, in my opinion, to just have the one shot. Yeah. Like I feel like it should be a situational. You don't get me many of those. So try to get a shot up. Try to get a rebound. You know, go for the fouls. Like just to have those type of, uh, you know, Exit, like late game execution type thing. So I was a little yeah. bit upset about them well, having that. Well, also, last if you're the Clippers and you see Mr. Dependable checking Brandon <laughs> Boston on the yeah, last play of the game, there. you got to call an yeah. audible at that point. This might, I, you know what? I, I'm glad you went there because this might be the top. I mean, the yeah. top story is Jokic. We're going to get to him, guys. 26 points, 22 rebounds, eight assists, two steals, two blocks. He does, and in a fourth quarter, that was. Like we, they needed a big quarter from him, and it was almost like he knew exactly how much he had left in the tank and saved it. But before we get to him and, and all that, Davon Reed tonight is probably the second best nugget in the game. He gets 15 points, two rebounds, one assist, one steal, one block. Does a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. He was a plus eight in this game, which is really impressive. But he, we've said this a lot. Like, this was a good game from him because he made shots. I mean, he finishes six of eight, three of four from the three-point line. That's not no. his game. He's not going to shoot those percentages every single night. But he's just solid. He does a little, like, mm -hmm. defensively, he's not a shutdown defender. But you put him in that moment, and he's going to give you a great effort. He's gonna, yeah. he's not going to make big mistakes. I'm just so impressed with him, and I'm glad that closing this game, he was on the court with Jokic. Because I think Denver needs a player like that alongside Jokic, who's just like, Jokic doesn't have to worry about. He's just going to do his job. Mm -hmm. You just need guys like that. What I find wild is when you look around, you know, the association with every other team there's so many you know guys that are coming up from the g league or yeah. just having to play um just because there's not enough able bodies the nuggets have enough able bodies and right. they're closing the game with a guy on a 10-day contract a guy that has been in the starting lineup in his like you know small uh tenure in the nba a guy that Jokic feels comfortable around malone feels comfortable putting you know in those type of situations and it's great that his name is Mr. Dependable because that's what they do for him. Yeah. When you have to put a guy in and he plays, you know, 20 plus minutes, he's knocking down shots. He's playing on defense. He's doing all of the small, like the little things. He's not standing out in the, in the wrong ways. That That's what you need from a guy like Davon Reed is an NBA player. Like, like true and true. It's not a 10 day guy. He's a guy that deserved to be, to, to be on a roster. And he shows that in those type of games. He really was the, the Nuggets' second-best player, and he knocked down shots. He played defense. He did everything that you needed him to do, and he's a reason that they didn't lose a, a very embarrassing game. Yeah. He just didn't really make any mistakes tonight. 
And that's kind of a theme of his. He, and he, he just, got hot in that little stretch where yeah. he knocked down a couple threes, and it was like Denver needed, like yeah. desperately needed yeah. it, and he was there for him. But he doesn't make mistakes, and he always makes the right and the correct play. When he's supposed to shoot it and he has an opening and the ball finds him, he lets it fly. When he needs to attack defense and make a, a defense kind of bend and maybe break, he does that. When he needs to pass the ball and keep it moving, he does that. He just knows how to play basketball. He plays both ends of the floor. He plays offense. He plays defense. He, he's not an elite defender, but he's very capable. He's not going to make mistakes on that end of the floor either. And on the offensive end, he just knows his role. And Michael Mullen obviously trusts him. And he's just a guy they got to keep around. They've got to. He... um. He also has good measurables. I mean, yeah. he's he's big. He's six five, yep. which isn't huge because I know sometimes he plays a little bit of three or, or what have you. But he's got a seven foot wingspan, mm-hmm. a seven foot wingspan, which is huge. I'm kind of like all in on this. Like he's wingspan strong enough important. too. You know, yeah, he is. He's strong. strong enough. So the measurables I think are important here. But you're right <laughs> that it's not the situation where they only had eight guys, so he's playing. Zeke Naji didn't play tonight. Mm-hmm. Zeke Naji did not play tonight. Denver's first round pick from a year ago. Jamichael Green only plays 11 minutes. Uh, Bones Highland, Denver's first round pick from this season, who did not have a great game, he only plays 15 minutes. So Devon Reed was over those guys. He gets 26 minutes tonight. Basically plays starter minutes. Plays more than Jeff Green, and um, you know, and he gets that. Here's the thing I'll say: it's tough, man. Like I've, I've had, and I still have these complaints with Michael Malone. I don't know that. Some coaches find a way to develop young players even when you have a veteran team. And I think Malone just consistently has not been able to do that. And that's why Bones Highland, Zeke Naji tonight basically not playing a ton of minutes. But Tim Conley has two skills, I think, like two elite skills. And they're both scouting. One is scouting young prospects, and one is scouting these types of guys. Like, I'm not surprised Davon Reed is good. Malone finds these types of guys. And I almost wonder, like, you watch how this season has unfolded. Maybe this is a unique season. But I almost wonder, like, in part, what is the value of a first-round draft pick to Denver? Mm-hmm. And is it maybe less valuable from this point going forward? And those are more trade chips. And then Tim Conley overemphasized now finding Davon Reeds to put around this team. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, if you think about the last couple first-rounders that Denver's had, Zeke Naji, he had a run of, what, like five, six games in the rotation just now, yeah. had a really great game against that. the I think it was Knicks. Like eight games. But yeah, yeah, had a great game against the Knicks. Hasn't really done much with his minutes since. Uh, Bones Highland, obviously been up and down as a rookie guard. If you think about what R.J. Hampton would have been in the Nuggets system this season, not probably not doing much. Wouldn't have played that so much. So I think that's a valid point. Like First-round picks are very valuable because you can get a really high upside player under team control for four years, yeah. and that's just something that's really valuable in the NBA to have. But if you can just pluck these guys out of Europe, or the G League. That's that's also really valuable too. Yeah, it's just I, it, it's just interesting that when you're watching, sitting here watching this, and it's we've done this so many times now, where you're like, why didn't this guy play? And by the way, I think it was the right move tonight not to play Zeke Nagy. Sure, like he's been in a little bit of a rut. Yeah, but they've I just given see, him minutes, and he's he hasn't really done much with him. But I just don't know that Denver has the path there at the moment. Davon Reed, really, really good job yeah. tonight. And here, here's the other question: Do you have another one? I was so going to say, yeah, go into this, yeah. You know, his 10 days are up, I think. I think he gets one more game with Denver here coming up against Golden State, and then his 10 days are up. I'm not sure exactly if Denver can get another 10-day in there or what. But at a certain point, you just have to decide, right. is this our guy? I don't. Is this Denver's guy long-term? I think it's an easy call. Really? I really do. Uh, for a, a bunch of different reasons. Like I was saying earlier, 
he's shown that he can be a rotation player at this level for this team right now. He fits right in. The game isn't too fast for him. He plays both ends of the floor and fits the Jokic ball system. He can play read and react basketball. So I think he fits with Jokic in this team's identity pretty well. Michael Malone already trusts him. That's something that is sometimes tough to do with him and, you know, inexperienced players. And look, they've got Bull Bull taking up this 15th roster spot right now. He hasn't given them anything all year. He's not going to give them anything for the rest of the season. You're wasting that roster spot right, right now. Right. It's going to absolutely nothing. And for a team that's ravaged by injuries, you've got two max players out probably for most of this season. Like You need every single guy on the roster to be able to contribute. So if you're the Nuggets, man, I actually think it's pretty easy. You've got to wave bowl or cut him or trade him for whatever you can. Sign Davon Reed to that spot because you get him now, but you can also probably lock him in on a cheap deal and get him for next year too. And mm. then there's an off-the-bench guard that Michael Malone knows he can play and that the Nuggets know can play rotation minutes next year. So it seems like an easy decision to me. I know they probably want to wait until the deadline to see if Bull can get them anything in return, but it seems like a clear call to me. I also think it's a very, very easy call. Um, when you when you look at a player like Bobo, first off, they've had him for multiple years. He's been a part of you know packages like that they're supposed to have. So you kind of already know who's like canvassing and, and wants him. Right. It hasn't been much, or he would have already been gone. Who? But then Davon Reed, Bobo. Oh, I'm Bobo, saying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So course. yeah. So then you look at it as what is Bobo there for? It can't be for insur insurance purposes because he just talked about it. This team has already been ravaged by injuries, and Bobo still does not play. It's very clear Bull Bull has no purpose for this team. He has no purpose. So what is the reason to keep him around if you could get a player that you're going to go down the stretch and play with? Who's going to be able to step up in times where Aaron Gordon is not able to play? When you have um, guys at the end of the bench that you'd rather play him over. It's not only Bobo. Like, we're not just going to sit here and just make it seem like it's just Bobo. Zeke Naji, he stepped over. Jermichael Green, he was over tonight. Bones Highland, he was over tonight. So this is a guy that actually can bring you something and you feel comfortable doing it. Also, your coach feels comfortable with it. The team feels comfortable with it. Davon Reed is a player that everyone feels comfortable around. So what is the point of having a guy like Bo Bowl around and and not Davon Reed where you could get yeah. him on a, a lower contract? To be clear, I think Davon Reed is an end-of-bench player. But wh what do you need out of an end-of-bench player? Denver, over the last few seasons, has had high upside yeah. prospects. That's what Bo Bowl is, right? <laughs> like, if he hits, he's incredible. Well... What Davon Reed is, is if everybody's healthy, he's not playing. But if somebody goes down, you're like, that's a guy that can go in and give me solid minutes, knows yep. the system, knows who he is, and it's like everybody knows how to play with him. So that's the idea. Like, I'm, This is not a Davon Reed's going to shut down Donovan Mitchell in the playoffs. Like, I just don't think he's that kind of defender. Sure. I don't think he's that kind of scorer. He, he, if you're counting on him in a playoff series, you're probably in trouble. But moments like this when you're like, who are our guys that we can go to, he fits that bill. As did Austin Rivers, by the way, last year. I mean, that was part of what Austin Rivers yeah. was. I would so much rather have had any of Denver's other guards there. But if they're out, are you completely helpless? At least in one series, yeah. they weren't. So that's that's the thing with Davon. And, and the other thing is if you allow him to go back down to the G League, we've seen that teams can just come in and pluck guys from right. Grand Rapids. Nick Stauskas, Lance Stevenson. That's going to happen with Davon Reed if the Nuggets let him get back to the G League. Another team was definitely watching tonight. They've probably watched his other games on these 10-day contracts, and they're probably thinking a lot of the same things we are. Like, this guy can give us 
maybe not like the highest upside of minutes, but he can give us minutes off the bench. And for teams that are like super depleted by COVID at that might have a roster who? spot or might create one that they could sign him. Who are you talking just Denver? I thought you said there was another team. No, just any a, other team, a, a team out that. there. Any just like, team, you know, yeah. just like they did with Nick Stauskas. Yeah. You know, yeah. Davon Reed's going to give you a lot more than Nick Stauskas. I can yeah. guarantee you that. And by the way, that's the reason, you know, everybody, it's so easy for us to sit here and say, you know, just pay out bowl. Cause it, really what it comes down to is you either trade him and you try to just like Denver can trade him for a uh, top 55 protected second round pick, which basically means just nothing. Like you're just basically giving him away, but you have to trade something of value. So you could do that and to get just so you get something back in exchange. You can also give it and give like $200,000 cash to help pay the remainder of his salary. The only other option is if you buy him out and pay the remainder of his salary, which I always thought Denver was going to do anyway. They just wanted to wait till the end. Like, like you said, exhaust mm-hmm. all options. And if it doesn't happen, then you buy him out the day after the trade deadline. Then you add a player. But Denver might not have that luxury right now. They yeah. might be looking at this as, how do we get through January right now without Davon Reed? It's so crazy to say, but this is the season we have right now. I don't know that Denver necessarily can survive without him. Um, so that's that. Another just point of, of clarification here. My point about... Michael Malone, like, yes, I think it's a weakness of his. Like, there are great coaches, Eric Spolstra, uh, you know, who get rookies to be impact players throughout the season and they come along. It's a weakness of his. But every coach has strengths and weaknesses. It's just now you have to adjust as a front office member. You have to sort of adjust to him and say, okay, what's the point of I could find a guy at 26 who really should have gone at 18? Doesn't matter. 26, 18, 13. Malone doesn't play these guys right now. He doesn't want them. He wants to yeah. move on. So I, I mean, L- he has given his two youngest players opportunity this year. Though. Who's that? Zeke and Bones. Oh, like, right. Those guys have played enough. Sure. sure. They've played and Bones definitely enough. No, and, and Zeke just got a run of like a couple weeks in the rotation. Yeah. Like no complaints there on not playing those guys. It's more. It's yeah. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Um, how much time we got here, Kyle? Are we at first break yet? Uh, let's take our first break. On the other side, let's get into Jokic's game tonight because it was interesting in ways both mm-hmm. good and bad, mostly good, but a little bit of just uh, there's there's some interesting takeaways from him tonight as he drops 26, 22, and 8. <laughs> this talent <laughs> is so dumb. Guys, make sure to pick up some Mile High City Copper Lager from Breckenridge Brewery. Um, pick some up at your local liquor store. Pick some up at your local grocery store. It's the beer of the Nuggets season. So when the game's on, crack a Mile High City Copper Lager. Makes you, helps you enjoy the game a little bit more. You, you know what you might well. be able to find a little a deal on right now? What's that? The Christmas Ale. Uh, you think you my can find one of those cake? little personal kegs? <laughs> you find a By the way, shouts to, shouts to Brian who drank an entire My Little Pony yeah. cake. And, uh, and then let us all know about it in the DMs. He was, was very drunk in DM. It was yeah. very impressive. So I guess um, it is possible. Yeah. I still believe I can I take down the it. entire Christmas Ale personal keg. I will do it. Uh, live at a later date on the show. <laughs> I love that we're gonna have to like buy a Christmas ale now so you can do this. We in have July. the cake. We have the Christmas ale cake. Does that st- is that good until July? That's a good point. That's been sitting out here for a while. <laughs> we're gonna make him drink a stale, a stale cake. I oh. knew you couldn't do it. <laughs> that smells terrible. Oh, like man. my tummy hurts. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, pick up some Mile High City Copper Lager from Breckenridge Brewery today. Also, at DraftKings Sportsbook, they've always got great deals going on. I hope you guys took advantage of the Christmas promos that they had. They had a lot of stuff going on Christmas Day with all the NBA games. They got NFL action on Christmas Day, too. Um, But DraftKings Sportsbook, it's an official sports betting partner 
of the NBA. Make sure to log on there uh, before Nuggets games. Put together a winning parlay like Adam did today. Then you almost, can immediately almost. talk about it as the lead in your post game <laughs> yeah. show. It wasn't a winner. That's the problem. <laughs> Should have been a winner. An almost winner. I can't believe the thing I missed of all of those was the most likely to lock Denver right. three and a half against that roster. Man, I think that was a good parlay. Yeah. Uh, DraftKings, you can also, um, yeah, like I just talked about the parlays. It's a safe, secure, reliable service you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want super easy super user friendly can't recommend the DraftKings Sportsbook app enough uh, so download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now when you're a new user and you sign up use promo code DNVR uh, that's on the DraftKings Sportsbook app they are an official sports betting partner of the NBA must be 21 or older Colorado only new customers only restrictions apply see draftkings.com sportsbook for details and if you have a gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 Nikola Jokic tonight I have a shout out I was supposed to give um, but I'm trying to find it I can't remember where it was I have a note in here let me see if I can find it really quickly I can't damn it I'm gonna have to really really <laughs> dig deep to find this one um, Jokic tonight you know he has struggled scoring the basketball efficiently. Nine of 24 tonight. Ooh. It's been a, a handful of games now. I know there's some speculation about his wrist, which all is fair. Like, you know, he could be banged up. We also just set the bar so high for him that he shoots 60% almost every single game. So when yeah. he shoots 30%, you're like, what the heck is going on here? <laughs> um, and rightfully so. But here's the thing. 26 points, 22 rebounds, 8 assists, 2 steals, 2 blocks. In that fourth quarter specifically, he has our DraftKings Sportsbook key in the game. I see that's up there right now. You see that that stat line alone is ridiculous. Um, but here's the thing. He has got such a burden tonight. No Aaron Gordon on top of Murray and Jokic already out. So he already knows he has to do a little bit more. His defense was terrible tonight. <laughs> All the way up until the fourth quarter where it was actually pretty dominant. He actually had dominant defense. I think 3 steals in the fourth quarter. He was everywhere. And it's frustrating because you don't like watching him get dunked on and not step up and get scored on repeatedly. But there is, I just think, a level of he knows exactly how far the finish line is on any given game, and he knows exactly how to like, you know, prorate his energy. Yeah, for a guy to go twenty six points, twenty two rebounds, and eight assists, if any other star would have done that in the league, that'd be on Good Morning America tomorrow. Like, <laughs> it would be the best thing that's ever Good happened to America. them. And and we're just like. It's an okay Do you watch game a lot of Good Morning America? I don't know what day that comes on. <laughs> but I would assume that it would start out the week. <laughs> it's a it. Monday. <laughs> it just sounds like it. But um, but really, like that that's a monster game. And and the only reason that we're like saying that is not is because we're so used to him doing it in a more efficient way. Yeah. But he found a way to win the game for his team, so put the team on his back. You talk about that defense in the fourth quarter. It was excellent. Like, he's he's stepping over. He's in help side the entire time. He's putting his body on the line. He he was on the ground a, a few times in that fourth quarter just because he's, he's laying it all out on the line. Um, and, and you talk about him, like, just pacing himself the entire time, like a, like a cross-country runner where he's going to, like, finish off strong. And, I mean, that's the difference in the game, and that's just, like, the type of mental um, – player that he is like just mm -hmm. a high IQ player that just kind of gets it done the way that the Clippers played played against Jokic tonight like really 
this was like not, like not just a, a a bad game for the Clippers. They played a really well game, and also I think Tyron Lu, Ty Lue is really good. He's, at, really, he's one of the best. Co- I think he might be the best coach. He adjusted to a lot of things. He sent a lot uh-huh. of double teams, and Jokic had to like actually um, you know make smart passes. Like like they set him up a few times for a couple of turnovers. Like they just gave him so many different looks where you you don't see that in basketball. Those are like football type of looks, but he you know he found a way. Um, so you have to give credit to to the Clippers and also Jokic, but I mean he's he's really the MVP of this league again. He really is. Twenty two rebounds, and he's been doing it every single game. Like that's just that's that's monster game. Yeah. Part of why he had so many rebounds tonight, kept missing shots. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and it's same as the other night, the last game. It's like you get a lot of rebounds when he misses them, yeah. but. Um, and it was weird because the Nuggets had such a hard time getting him the ball in the first half. Man, the Clippers were switching everything. And every single time down the floor, they got the Nick Batu matchup on Nikola Jokic, and they just could not get him the ball. Yeah, and they finally were able to start game getting him the ball in the third quarter, and that's when Jokic got a couple easy buckets to go and and found a rhythm a little bit. Started. But he also forced he had to force like there are shots he took tonight. There were four defenders on him. Yeah, and it's like I think he kind of knows that. Yeah. I can't just make the right play every time. Sometimes yeah. I have to make the wrong play because what else are we going to do? And totally. here's the worst part, Harrison. There's a lot of ways to beat the Nuggets right now. That That's the truth of it. You mm-hmm. hope that an, the, as good as the Nuggets are, like in a if they are fully healthy, there's one or two ways to beat them. And that's what makes a team like them hard is you yep. have to like be perfect at a very specific game plan. There's so many different ways. And one of the ways, and this has happened a handful of times over these last few games, one of the ways to beat them is to use length. They had that tonight. They had a lot of outside of Bledsoe, a lot of really long bodies on him. And to crowd Jokic, and then just like you're giving up open shots, but you're contesting them with length because Denver has some guys that can make them. You leave them wide open and they get to set. They got guys that can make them. But Monte, Jeff Green, Austin Rivers, Faku, Bones, all these guys, if you throw a body, even if you have no chance of blocking them, just run them off so they have to speed up and be a this, then you can get them. And I think that's what you saw a lot of tonight was Denver couldn't get them the ball because they're crowding Jokic. And when they did crowd them, swarm him, they really force the kick him. out, but don't force it to where you're just leaving a guy open. Run him off the line. And yeah. that's the MO against Denver right now. Teams are executing it very well, and it's making Denver look horrible. Yeah. And, and then defensively, like he was awful through three quarters, and – I really wonder if he was saving some energy for the fourth. There's no question. I was joking during the game. Does Draymond Green need to go on TNT again (laughs) and call out Nikola Jokic's defense for him to shift things into gear like he did two years ago? Um, But then the fourth, Michael Malone brings back Jokic with ten and a half minutes left in the game. Thank God. I think that's definitely the earliest he's brought him back. Do Do you know when he brought him back? Yeah. Not a moment too soon. Right. Uh, <laughs> Seriously. The, Clip, like, the Clippers yeah. got a dunk, and then Keon Johnson went to the line for two free throws on their next possession. Boom, he brings them back in after L.A. starts the quarter on a 3-0 run. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> it is one of those things, though. It's like Denver won this game by three. He came in, in I think, 10 minutes, 34 seconds, something yep, like that. that was exactly uh, it. If he comes in one more possession later, they probably lose. Maybe. Probably Honest lose. to God, they probably lose. That's how narrow the margins were for him tonight. Also, the biggest shot of the game, and there's a couple different candidates for this, but in my opinion, his one three-pointer tonight was mm-hmm. it was at that exact moment where it's like, my God, are they, they're going to lose this, aren't they? They're down eight or six or something like that. And he comes in with confidence and drains a three, and you're like, they might win. Yeah. <laughs> they might win this one. My last thing about Jokic, I'm going into conspiracy corner here. So cue the graphic. Oh, I wish we up, had Dale. the hat because I, I would put we it on it right now. At the beginning of this game, 
at the jump ball, if you look at the play, like Jokic, I don't really know what he was doing, but he was like twerking and like said yeah. something to Billy Kennedy, the ref, and Billy Kennedy like chuckled and was laughing hysterically, and it, it delayed the jump ball for a second. <laughs> sure, hotbox knock takes. Um, Nicole Jokic and the Nuggets don't usually get 50-50 calls from the officials or that many calls for, for that matter. They got some calls down the stretch from Billy Kennedy. That's so funny. And I was just thinking about what happened at the jump ball and and wondering if that that one interaction got Jokic on Billy Kennedy's good side tonight. I think it did, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. I really Let's do. go. You, you don't see those. Like the, the, the last call when Eric Bledsoe came and just kind of bulldozed into Jokic. <laughs> yeah. But he had the ball also. Other times they would have just called that a jump ball where you know you might have been probably been, exactly so you there it goes right there he yeah. he gave him that there was a couple of like that's like tipped out of bounds where he gave it to him um and just kind of like let him go to the free throw line Jokic was seven to seven from the free throw line and he just kind of gave him to him so I do think that it, it mattered a little bit I will say this is gonna sound um, revisionist here Billy Kennedy I think is my favorite official he's mine too he's very non best official in the league he's very I don't honest. like his calls I don't know I don't I can't say it enough to know because <laughs> there are calls. like no there are certain guys that it's like always he's a charge guy he calls like way more charges than yeah. I don't know what Billy Kennedy's known for the one thing I'll say is he's very good at diffusing the situation. You know, the because, opposite of Joey Crawford, yeah. who's like, Joey Crawford would always, like, escalate anybody's right. frustration. Billy Kennedy, very good at, like, guys are losing their cool, and he's like, calm down now, man. Yeah. Have you heard him talk, too? Yeah. He just seems like a cool guy. No, he's got the funniest. All referees are weird. This is a theory. Like, you cannot be a referee at this level unless you're a complete and total weirdo. And every time he goes, <laughs> at, the way he does the calls is he's like, the call on the field, or the call on the court remains the same. It's like, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> but there's even times where, like, uh, guys like did something and they're just like all right and they just get back on defense <laughs> if the ref like is like calling things that are both ways where you just get back on defense, yeah, that's a great like point. that goes like it goes a different way like it, we yeah. didn't even see Jokic try to go for like a real hat today yeah. when he like made a mistake or if there was like not a call that yeah. didn't go his way and they were sitting <laughs> double teams the entire time so he, yeah. he felt contact the entire game but it just doesn't happen when he's if reffing. tony brothers was roughing tonight's oh, game man. Jokic might have gotten oh, a technical for, for sure. whatever he did on that jump ball. For, for sure. <laughs> he might have gotten teed up right there. <laughs> the game even begins. Can you get a technical before the jump ball? Probably I get think a so. Probably think get a violation. If you do something in warm-ups, I bet you can get a technical. This isn't high school. No hanging on the rim. No hanging on the rim. That's so funny. you got a referee that you like. You play, I do. Like, you have leagues, you play in a lot enough, and you got guys that either you just think are better or you just like. I know one actually I like a lot. Not even a good ref. I just <laughs> like the guy. I don't really like refs. Not really. a single one? No. How many texts are you getting these days? Not many. You're not getting many. I texts? don't have the energy to get a text. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting back on defense. Every, every whistle, you're just catching your breath. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm waiting argue. for a few foul calls. Like, <laughs> man, take your time. Take your time. We all got our. You got refs. You see, you, you like. Oh, of course, man. Of course. <laughs> and you got the refs that you're like, oh my god, this clown. Yeah. The thing is, the funny is, in the NBA, 
this stuff obviously exists, you know, right? oh, like the Tony Brothers thing. But like at the high school level or or whatever, like local or even just the rec- recreational level, yeah. you got guys that for real have grudges against certain dudes yeah. or this oh, and that. Man, and there's no it. there's no repercussions. You there. know you, it going into the yeah, game. You too. walk into the gym and you see the guy that like hates your guts. Yeah. And you're like, we're just losing tonight, guys. Like, well, I'm you sorry. either have that or you know you're not going to get any calls tonight. Or you get the like sixty-five-year-old retired dude who's like oh, five yeah. eight, three hundred oh, pounds, yeah. and can't even make it to yeah. half court. He doesn't even go to the other side of <laughs> right. the court. Yeah. He just walks from like the out of bounds line to like a step uh, before half court, then yeah. runs back the other way. That's the worst one for sure. That's the worst. <laughs> like it's one. gonna be a long night when you see that guy walking to the gym. The other one you get if you're playing in a league, and you know you get the nine thirty game every now and then, the real late game, <laughs> oh, and it's oh, the yeah. same refs have been there six thirty, seven thirty. They just want to get out of there. Thirty man, you're you fourth quarter the whistles are gone <laughs> yeah it's 10 30 10 running 45. clock why is the clock yeah. running <laughs> the everything refs, takes forever the refs are saying things like hey watch the carry <laughs> you watch the carry that's your job get your hands off of them you're fouling them <laughs> so blow the whistle <laughs> so funny man. uh yeah so yoke tonight uh continues to do Jokic things um are we concerned at all about the poor shooting slump or I mean, I say no, just because he can continues to find a way. Also, we know he's going to get back for him to still be putting up monster numbers with, you know, him not being at his best or just not even playing at his best because I can't even say it is his risk. He's just not playing the same efficient, perfect way that we have been seeing for so long. We know that it's going to come back. He also looks frustrated when he misses those type of shots. So, you know, he's going to work more at it or he's just going to start going to it. Also, what we got to see is when he misses a few of those, he gets more aggressive because he's upset that it happened. So mm-hmm. I actually, I'm not going to say I enjoy when he misses a couple, <laughs> but I'm like, when I started seeing him miss a few uh, going down the stretch, I was like, oh, he's going to take the next five shots just because that's just the type of um, competitor he is. I think he'll get out of that slump. So mm-hmm. it, we, d- we don't really mention enough the fact that he took 24 shots tonight and it felt fine like there were there were times in, in recent history where yoke taking 24 shots would have been the top story like oh my yeah. god he took 20 shots mm-hmm. tonight now uh, he understands the situation 24 shots i gotta do it mm-hmm. every night he's taking 24 he's got him uh, he's carrying a lot uh i thought will barton was actually good in this game at parts like the start of the game and then really at the end of the game i know and i saw the timeline we were sitting here watching the game together kale one of the last plays Nuggets run a pick and roll. Both guys jump at Jokic. Both guys, Will Barton's wide open from the three-point line. Now, Jokic had just scored and done everything for like eight plays in a row. So I know it felt like a hell or high water, just get it to Jokic. I was fine with that shot. He steps into a three-pointer at the top of the key. There's nobody on, literally nobody on him because they both went at Jokic, and he takes it and misses. Now, it sucks that he misses. Like You take that shot, you need to knock it down. But at the same time, the Clippers made their decision tonight. Mm Mm-hmm. They made their decision tonight. It was let anybody else beat you. And Denver actually had a couple guys, Davon Reed, Austin Rivers, that decided. And Will Barton tonight, 17 points on 18 shots. But I thought that he had really bad stretches. But I thought he had also really good stretches as well in the little pockets of it. Yeah, one thing about uh, you know that game is you, you want to say give the ball to Jokic. Give the ball to Jokic. But also, we just talked about it. Jokic was seeing a lot of double and triple teams at times. Quadruple on He also took 24 shots, which we just said is something that is like pretty big and aggressive from him. Who else did you want him? Like, who else did you want shooting the ball? They, you know, they don't have many playmakers. They're in a spot where, 
he has to try to create. It gets lower in the shot clock, and Will Barton's going to take those type of shots. It was also really good to see him get out of a, like a slump where he was not being able to score at all. Yeah. He scored 17 points in the game, and you needed every single one of those baskets. Do I think that Barton played good? No, right. I don't think that right. he played good. But I think that he did what the defense allowed him to do, and you need that from a veteran because – Everyone else would have kind of just like just kept on passing it around until something happened. I seen that in him and Faku, where they're like, okay, every everybody's like putting yes. all the attention on Jokic. We have to do something. We have to kickstart the offense in some type of way, and that's the type of game I seen from Barton today. When Barton gets himself in trouble, sometimes and I think we've seen this in the last two games. He hits a shot, and it maybe it's like a re- a nice step in three. Or like a, a, a nice tough ISO, shot like, tough shot at the rim. I'm cooking now. Yeah. And he gives himself the green light for like the next four to five possessions. Yeah, it's yeah. the Barton show for, for another minute. So that's when he gets himself in the trouble. I think that happened tonight once. Yep. But like Dev said, I mean, 17 points and they needed all of them tonight because right now this team struggles to score 100 points. They, so they struggle sad. to get to 100 points even when they're getting 26 every night out of Nikola Jokic. So you got to take where, where, where the Nuggets are right now. You've got to just take a couple bad Barton sequences. You just got to take them because you need his production at the end. Yeah, no no doubt about it. Austin Rivers also hit some shots tonight, including four three-pointers. A four big eight, three, too. Four, he had a big three as well that could have easily also been the shot of the game. Four of six from the three-point line. But here's the big thing. Like Barton, three rebounds, four assists. Like, he actually had a couple other stats in there. Um, Austin Rivers, since coming back from COVID, has been uh, – he's been a bright spot. He's yeah. looked – he actually looks like <laughs> – it's funny because we're – again, it's same with with Davon Reed. I'm not saying he looks great. I'm not saying he looks incredible. He can't he got this or that. But he has played better than what the expectations should be for him over these last four or five games since he's come back. And that's mm-hmm. at least a silver lining mm-hmm. for me. And he talked about when he was coming back from COVID how he felt like the physical and the mental break was going to be good for him. And I believe him. You know, he, he looks a little more spry. He, he said earlier this season he was playing through some injuries. I don't know what those were, but he looks a little more spry right now. And I, I think mentally he's just like making the simpler play. You still get the couple jab, step, jab steps every now and then. You still get, you know, the, the ball stopping or the record scratching here or there. But I think him, you know, playing the right way and playing with a .5 mentality, I think you're seeing that more now than you did uh, pre his bout with COVID. Yeah, it was also good to see him play a lot more off the ball just because he had to start at the shooting guard position. Um, so he, he led the game in three-pointers made, and that's just, you know, creating that space and also just being shot ready. Um, there was a lot of times that, you know, they're just overloading on one spot. Jokic kicks it out to the open man, and Rivers is the open man, and he's ready to knock down the right, shot, right. which now makes the defense have to alter throughout the entire game. Austin Rivers hit two early threes, so now they're like, okay, maybe we don't bite on every single one, or now we're just going to try to shift you know, the way that they play. So it's those little small things that Austin Rivers gives you. Like, he's going to change the, the the pace of the game. He's going to knock down threes in this type of game. Um, he's going to offer, you know, solid defense where you just can't go after him. Um, and he just – a guy that was DMP, like getting DMPs to start the season, and now he's starting, and now he's relied upon 
that was a solid game from him. And, and and late in the game, he wasn't doing too much where he stood out in the wrong way. Yeah. Uh, Monte Morris, the last guy I feel like is maybe noteworthy here. Um, 5 of 14 from the field. He was a team high plus 11, which means something that doesn't always mean – you know, directly it's his, his, you know, credit or whatever, but 12 points, five rebounds, five assists. But I feel like he's in a bit of a rut. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's in a little bit of a three-game slump, including tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, he started out this game horrible, yeah, one for seven. Horrible. And then he knocked down three straight shots in a row. That really was a momentum changer, yeah. a momentum shifter that they really needed because that's when the Clippers went on their run. Um, so, like, he really did step up at the right times, but – he just, you know, he just doesn't look the same right now. It looks like everything's forced. It looks like the game's not coming to him as smooth um, as it once was. And he just can't find himself offensively, which is like altering a lot of the other things. Um, also, I feel like they're kind of going after him on the defensive end as well. Um, so just confidence is not up and he just can't score, which now the Nuggets really do need him to score. When you look at, you know, the field goals uh, attempts, it was, you know, Jokic, Barton, and him. Right. Those are the guys that they have to rely on. So they need him to create. They need him to get going in certain ways. Um, he really is in a, in a rut right now. That yeah. turnover, by the way, at the very, at the very I was end. I bring that up. Like yeah. He, yeah, he's a point guard. You know, those turnovers are like, come on, man. He's a low-mistake point guard. He, he's a low-mistake guy who you always feel, like, so comfortable when the ball's in his hands. Like, oh, Monte's got the ball. Probably not going to be a turnover here. Yeah. And then just commits a huge gaffe that, that almost cost Denver the game, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. it, it, was, it was a terrible play. But, yeah, he's in a little bit of a rut right now. Like, when I always think of Monte Morris at his best, it's when you think back to that Portland series where he's just coming off the high pick and roll. He's either going to the rim, getting the ball back to Joker, pulling up for that mid-range jumper. And he just hasn't gotten to those same spots or isn't playing with that same aggressiveness right now. Yeah. The last question I have before we go to our, our final break here, but, you know, the Nuggets had a nice lead and blew it. And it felt a little bit like the same thing as that Oklahoma City game. And I just wonder, or was it, or I'm sorry, Charlotte. Charlotte. And I wonder if Denver has a bit of a confidence, like their confidence is rattled. I mean, they didn't play. The Clippers were more shorthanded than Denver was tonight. And yet they still, this was a grind. And I wonder if Denver's a little rattled in the, in a way that they need to be stabilized what do you what do you think yeah I, I think they get rattled pretty easily right now and I, I mean I wonder if it's because they look around they look at each other and they go man we're kind of a one-man team <laughs> and it's like do we really have confidence in ourselves yeah. to get through this or do we just look to this one guy the MVP of the best player in the NBA and say, if he doesn't carry us through this, we might blow another game. Like, I, I wonder if it's as simple as that. So that's why wins like this are, are so important because, yeah, it wasn't pretty, but you prove that you can just eke out a win, you know? Yeah, yeah that's what I was saying, that this, you know, in, in a lot of ways was a must-win game because if you lose that game, you already talk about them being a little bit rattled. How rattled do you think it would be? If they lost to that team with those guys out there, you know, it's not, you know, it's not losing to a pretty good, you know, up and coming team that just played hard that that Thunder game, you know, they just kind of played really well that night. That wasn't that the Clippers team that they had out there is a team that you should win, you know, 10 out of 10 times, but they played them extremely hard and there wasn't many, no positive games. So yeah, I think that they're rattled and, 
really you need a big, big win or a win against a, a really good team for you to try to get yourself going. Uh, let's take our final break. But before we do, I have to give a shout out to one of our OGs, one of somebody that's always watching, I think in the chat from time to time too, Yosef Schneider, who I am told had tickets to uh, the game on the 23rd. We we're supposed to shout him out on the 23rd, uh -huh. but honestly, Loser's Lounge, like, come on, man, like, we can't do it. So <laughs> we wait for out. a Winner's Lounge here. I know he had surgery um, out of out of commission for basketball for a while, had to miss the Nuggets as well, diehard DNVR fan and Nuggets fan, so I wanted to give him a good shout out. Joseph? Yosef. Yosef. Shout out, Yosef. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for watching, or, man. Or Joseph. It could be Joseph. I Joseph? could be giving it to Joseph. It actually might be Joseph. Okay. <laughs> now okay. that I think of it. Well, we appreciate your support, man. Hope for you sure, get through man. this. <laughs> Guys, I, I forgot to mention, Nuggets 1-0 in must-win games this year. <laughs> yes, let's go, Nando. 1-0. must-win games. Fair. We got to start giving it to them. <laughs> it's actually on us. Yes. It's on us to <laughs> yes. heighten the pressure. Uh, Lightshade Dispensary, guys, the presenting sponsor of the DNVR Nuggets podcast and every winner's lounge that we do. Uh, they've got 10, soon to be 11, Colorado locations. They're Colorado's premier dispensary. Um, podcast listeners, you guys can get 25% off non-sale items with the code DNVR. That's valid at all Lightshade locations. You can also shop online at lightshade.com and then go to one of those 10 soon to be 11 locations and pick up uh like i said colorado's premier dispensary uh lightshade has a premium selection of cannabis concentrates top shelf flower edibles tinctures accessories and much more check out our favorite brands like escape artists and wana again go to lightshade.com you can shop there and then pick up at a lightshade location near you and use the code DNVR for 25% off non-sale items. Use the code DNVR, 25% off non-sale items at lightshade.com or in store. Uh, also at Manscaped, hope you guys took advantage uh, of those deals Manscaped had going on for Christmas. If you haven't, go to manscaped.com, use the code DNVR. They've got tons of great stuff other than just the lawnmower 4.0 or the performance package 4.0 you can get the manscape two-in-one shampoo and conditioner that was recently launched you can get the manscape cologne infused body wash uh their luxury four-piece nail kit the 2.0 version of that the manscape signature cologne tons and tons of products uh from manscaped go to manscaped.com use the code dnvr get 20 percent off plus free shipping on anything you buy at Manscaped. It can be one of those products I just listed. It can be the Lawnmower 4.0. Manscaped.com. Use the code DNVR for 20% off your purchase. Nothing worse than when your nose hairs get out of control. Yeah. You ever look in the mirror and see that and you're like, oh. Something you don't think about, but yeah. you know, when you need the nose hair trimmer, you just got to have it. Now I keep, uh, there's a few things I keep in my car. This is such a dad energy thing. <laughs> one of them is deodorant. Just in case you ever like just need a, like an emergency hit. Another one, a razor. An emergency hit. But a razor. You have ever had like the thing where you like you get in the car and you look in the mirror and you're like, oh my god, did I miss a spot right here? <laughs> Never. Now, boom. Make sure you got a little touch up. A little touch the up at look, all times. The look Deb just gave you. Uh, <laughs> I mean, look at this unkept beard he's got. He doesn't know what I'm talking about over here. Can't relate. Can't, can't relate at all. Uh, we got some super chats to hit too. Maybe a little around the association while we wait for Brendan vote. 
Super chats. What do we got? Oh, just one. They don't love us tonight. We were too down. We weren't happy enough for the winners. <laughs> I thought this has been a great show. I thought it was too, but uh, the, the, the comments don't lie. Man, disappointing <laughs> It's comments. not our decision. Although this one is uh, from Funky Puma. It's a big super chat. With many other events making changes due to COVID, what have you heard about NBA possible making changes? Month delay, no more fans, etc. Um, I just don't see. I mean, the only thing I've heard is the thing that I've read that that everybody's read from Adam Silver, who basically says what I think is logically taught that there's no point in shutting things down. Like this is Michael Malone referenced this, by the way, early in the pre uh, game when he spoke to the media before the game. The I think we're all coming to grips with the fact that this is actually the reality we live with now. It's not mm-hmm. a short-term reality it's like hey man we might have to start making decisions about how do we exist and how do we go forth with sporting events and sports leagues and this or that Mm -hmm. and that's not to say to throw caution to the wind it's more about before it was can we wait this out can we do this or that it might just be hey this is what we do up testing maybe maybe make certain types of restrictions this or that but as far as shutting the league down there's just no i don't think there's a point yeah this isn't gonna be better in january 20th right and something I learned about the tests that the NBA has for COVID that I don't think the general public has access to is when the NBA does a test for COVID, it spits back a reading, it spits back a number, and that's pretty much like how bad of COVID you have. Interesting. Like zero to 100. And if you're under a certain level, it pretty much means you're not contagious. Wow. So. I wonder if that's the NBA's next step. If you return like a 30, which I think is under the, the contagion level. Yeah, I was, I was just reading that. Well, just I seen that it was saying that they might let asymptomatic players play. And I was like, there has to be something else that they're not telling you right, about those yeah. type of things. But also they're even talking about like, uh, you know, making the number of days that you have to sit out even less. So. This is like starting to become the reality. We're gonna game. power through it. <laughs> they, they really are. So certain. yeah, that that would be the idea. They're not they're not shutting down the league. They're just not. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, it's the, the NBA is such a microcosm of the world at large that I think is coming to grips with this idea of like, look, this is just probably going to have to be yeah. that we're all going to have to figure out what our risk level is and hopefully make wise decisions based on what what your risks are um so and then obviously lower those by by staying up to date on boosters um is that it we got anything else kale one more came in when i pity, i pitied everybody zamora says vote Jokic for the all-star game everybody <laughs> give us give him a vote Dude, you know what i thought would be actually really funny yes you should vote Jokic for the all-star game he's gonna make it did you see the clutch sports tweet oh yeah. that is trying to send Ben Simmons to the All-Star game. Did you see that? <laughs> no. Yes. Clutch Sports from their official Twitter account tweeted out one of those Ben Simmons and then like hashtag All-Star 2021 oh, or whatever hell yeah. it is. The Nuggets should do one where they try to get Jamal Murray to the All-Star oh, game. Oh, let's go. Get <laughs> Jamal in. Somebody should organize that and tweet Jamal Murray Can you imagine that was his first game back was the All-Star game? <laughs> <laughs> He's not ready to come back, but yeah, it's the All-Star, the All-Star game. <laughs> he ain't going to miss it. Uh, we got one more from Funky who says, some more love for you. Hell yeah. Thank you so much. That's like four Rakia shots in Serbia. Um, can't wait. You guys want to go around the association while Vogue I uh, think we should. takes his time here? There's that beautiful oh, ra- oh, there it is. Did anybody even play in the NBA tonight? I don't even know. I there are a bunch of games. Yeah. A, oh, everybody was playing. All right, let's go around the association. The Magic. We're down just a little bit south in Miami to take on the Heat, but they dropped that game 83-93. to The starting lineup here. Admiral Schofield. Guys. 
<laughs> your, your guy. Guys. Uh, get, you'll Fra- get to Franz it. Franz Wagner. Wendell Carter, Carter Jr. We've got uh, Hassani. What's that? H. Gravit. Yeah, H. Gravit. Hassani Gravit. And Gary Harris, who tonight, drum roll please, 20 points what on 7 of 11 shooting. Sneaky. Guys, sneaky. I tweeted this out two days ago. Gary Harris's last 12 games, 14.8 points, 50% from the field, 41% from three. He's those, the second best nugget right those, now. Those, Adam, are identical <laughs> to his averages from his breakout 2016-17 season, pretty much. They're identical. <laughs> we'll see if it holds, but this is vintage Gary Harris right now. Is Gary back? Uh, which <laughs> I think he might be back. Is is it vintage Gary Harris or is it contract year Gary Harris? We don't know. I put that in the slack as well. <laughs> <laughs> because he did get that contract extension after the 2016-17 season. What's the minimum amount of games Gary Harris needs to be awesome for to get another big contract? Is it already passed? Is it too late? Yeah, he's never going to get You don't that. think if he has 50 more games, like there's 45 games left in the season, if he has 45 more games with those numbers, you don't think so? And I then think the sto- so. I think No, because I think he'll just be a, a contender somewhere. Like he'll be on a contender, so they're not going to pay him to be on a contender. Yeah, I mean, you're right. I don't think he'll get the same contract, $60 million or whatever it was, but he might get a nice little – some team might talk themselves into, well, he wasn't healthy. He wasn't healthy, but now he's healthy and this <laughs> and that. And maybe that is the case, honestly. I mean, I'm I'm not even belittling I, I could talk myself into that. I yeah. could easily talk myself also, into Also, just it. looking at this game, so now whenever Miami plays, I always look at I'm cooking now <laughs> every single time just to see if yeah. he was really cooking. Um, two of eight today. He had six points. He's wow. absolutely not cooking. Not cooking. And now I'm thinking about it. I don't know how much I've ever seen him cook. That's, I know. I know. <laughs> He's having a rough year so far this year. Uh, RJ Hampton, by the way, goes six of 14. He had 14 points, mm. five assists, two steals, one block. Kind of fills it up uh, a little bit there. But, of course, they get the they take the L. Um, the Cavaliers. Holy crap. Damn, Did you guys see this score? Out of them. 144 to 99. The Cavs won tonight over the Toronto my Raptors. Cavs. Your Hold Cavs. on. Look at, right? the, look at the Raptors roster. Oh, man. Oh yeah. My God. They got DJ Boucher, Wilson. DJ Boy, Wilson starting, no less. No, wow. Look at, look at the other names besides the Steve two. Steve Luke. I've got, uh, is that Delano? Delano, Delano Bannon. And then uh, Utah Watanabe. Utah Watanabe. Watanabe. I don't know these guys. <laughs> wow, that's tough. You go guys. to the bench, you got, is that Daniel? Daniel Look at their Turo. plus minuses. <laughs> Juwan Morgan. Juwan Morgan, that's the guy that was with Utah. I think, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Juwan Morgan. Weird um, player. Yeah, and there's some, yeah, definitely some names you don't recognize. Minus 39. Who the heck minus was that? 33. I guess it's not that impressive then that the Cavs beat them. Although Denver just almost lost to a team of similar, similar value here. The yeah, Cavs I've, also have some some names on the bench, including Kevin Pangos. Yeah, that's a crazy <laughs> name. Whenever I watch uh, or just look Gonzaga at the, the box scores for Cleveland, I go to Kevin Love. He only plays like 18 minutes, yeah. 17 minutes. He always has like 20-plus points. Like, why is he not playing <laughs> It's because he doesn't pass. Can you trade Kevin Love for LeBron James? Do the contracts work out this way? I mean, Kevin Love is making a lot of money. Can you imagine? This might happen. It might happen. Um, you could go play with D Wade again. By the way, Dean uh, Wade. Shouts to JB Bickerstaff, man. I think he's a for real good coach. He just got a big extension there. Yeah. Um, the 76ers get a win against the Wizards tonight. Joel Embiid goes for 36 points and 13 rebounds, 12 of 17 shooting, a very efficient tw- uh, 12 of 17. Don't the 76ers are like the Nuggets? They really are. <laughs> they really are. 
They have the same record. Oh, no, they have one more win. They're, They're just 17 the Nuggets of the East. They are the Nuggets of the East out there. Um, Kyle Kuzma, just 4 of 11 for whatever reason. <laughs> you just look at the plus-minus. They won They won by 20-plus, and there was a guy on the team that had minus 14. How? <laughs> <laughs> Furkan Korkmaz. How, though? <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh, the Grizzlies get a win. So, John Morant back. They finally win. They beat the Kings, who are – I feel like that's the team you're going to get right against. It's going to be them. Um, also funny tonight – so, did De'Aaron Fox play? He did. Yeah, he, did. he was he a minus back. 16. John Morant's out there was a plus 27. Because do you remember, do you guys see that Amin Hassan made that comment publicly where he said uh, John Morant is what De'Aaron Fox thinks he is? And De'Aaron mm. Fox called him out for it. What? But really? it's like it's. I think he's right. Yeah, I think that's actually. Dude, that's a I'm good. just not a De'Aaron Fox guy. Just not. Well, is that because he's not that good? I've, I mean, I've <laughs> never been. Like, yeah, yeah. Me neither. He killed Lonzo Ball in those play in that uh, tournament. The one game. game. Yeah, that turned really with, with the lot. big logos on the floor. Um, John Conchar got his start tonight. Wow, John Conchar plus twenty, eleven points, fourteen rebounds. My God. Wait, fourteen rebounds for Conchar? Balling. Unbelievable. It's wild. Also, Des- I love that dude, by the way. Can I tell you? I, yeah. You should, this is a Harrison Wynn He's guy. right up my alley. He is right up your alley. I love Desmond Bain, too. My God. Desmond Bain just, he's unbelievable, to be honest. He's like putting up 25 points every other night, I feel like. Desmond Bain has 90s high school vibes. Oh, he, he, yeah. he looks like A.C. Slater. Yeah. He he looks like, <laughs> yeah. like, like he has a Carlton vibe to him. He does he have a Carlton piss vibe. piss me off if he was on there. Like, like playing and stuff like that. He just looks so proper and he's just in your ass the right. entire game. He just like plays hard. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he like was slapping the floor on defense. <laughs> just doesn't wear any shooting sleeves or anything. Just goes out there and balls. Yeah. Uh, he's got it's AC Slater mixed with LL Cool J. Put those guys <laughs> together. That's exactly who they who it would be. That's the best comp I've ever had. My God, that's a great Manuel comp. Moody is already out of the rotation <laughs> in it. Sacramento. Is he the only guy that didn't play? Oh no, he played for three minutes. He played for short two. rotation stint. That's a very short three ro- man three minutes. That's sad, man. Poor movie. No, I'm we sorry. Have to I have said <laughs> Thanks that. for bringing that up. Uh, the Thunder. I'm telling you, the Thunder are good. I'm telling you guys, the Thunder are good. They <laughs> they're the, the worst bad. They're the best bad team. They are the best bad team, man. And they're better than the Pelicans, who are also a bad team. Uh, they have the same record, by the way. Actually, Pelicans have a worse record. How crazy is that? That's crazy, man. Shea Gilchrist Alexander. How good is this guy? He's a monster for real. Don't care what your list says. He's Four. better than Tyrese Maxey. Oh, that one. Yeah, that list on Bleacher Report. SGA's got to demand a trade. He would be the only, one of the few players I'd be really just like okay with the, them demanding a trade. Don't you know he he's like him and Lou Dort are like best friends. They've really got this, this friendship going on. They both are awesome. I'm telling you, man. Like, I'm not rooting for OKC by any means or yeah. anything like this. But and I can I hate the whole like tank and do this. I hate it. So I'm rooting, I guess, for him to lose to fail. But I do like this idea of young guys building a program. I don't sure. know if they're building one there, but I think they are. You got Giddy, you got Gildas Alexander, yeah. you got Dort. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look at Josh Giddy's yeah. line. Hold up, hold up. Oh, this is a hell of a zero line. points on O of eight shooting. Wow, ten rebounds, ten assists. <laughs> only Josh Giddy's putting up that line. <laughs> he has the best stat line. <laughs> He's the only player in the NBA capable of putting up I that love line. Giddy. I couldn't believe that Draymond Green didn't do this before. I know that is pretty <laughs> zero ten incredible wow. line. Yeah. He does seem like a zero ten ten guy. Uh, the Spurs put up 144 against the Pistons. Are the Spurs starting to become good, guys? The I Spurs, the I think, are kind of good. 
Also, they're putting up 144 <laughs> points. The Spurs have never done that. Like, this is a different Spurs team. The this Spurs have some good players. They this got is not great your grandpa guards. Spurs team. They have really good guards. <laughs> and uh, DeJounte Murray didn't even play tonight. Jock Landale, you guys heard of him. He was a plus 26 <laughs> Aussie <tonight>. legend. <laughs> you guys have heard of him. Uh, I didn't even look at any stats from the uh, Pistons. It doesn't really matter. Nah, and then the Bulls, uh, the Bulls get the win. They get Zach Levine, and he goes out there and drops in his return. Uh, did he come off the bench today? Oh, no, there he is. Zach Levine goes 12 of 18, gets 32 points, four rebounds, five assists. Lonzo Ball entered the health and safety protocols. He doesn't. Uh, go out or do anything. He avoided how right. how weird is it? He avoided COVID when their whole team got it. They all come back. He gets it. And he was bragging about not having a life outside of basketball. I don't know how he I mean, said y'all jinx me. That's what he tweeted <laughs> yeah. today. He went yeah. home. He went home for the holidays. <laughs> People were shaming him so much for not doing anything. He was just like, I I gotta get out there. Oh man, there's no shame in not doing anything. It's like my favorite thing to do. It's the best thing there is. Although I do feel a lot of shame throughout it, so maybe. (laughs) Guys, Brennan Vogt's in the house, um, and he is here to tell us what happened inside the locker room after the game. Spoke with Michael Malone, the head coach of the Denver Nuggets. He pointed out that he brought the starters back early in this game, and then he said he did not want to make the same mistake as the Charlotte game. So he did call that a mistake. Which Um, one? The Charlotte game, leaving the bench in for as long as he did. That wasn't Charlotte. That was Oklahoma City. Um no, to close uh, the game. You're talking about closing oh, the game. Oh, I see. Left, oh, he the left Oklahoma the City one, not a mistake in his eyes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the one where he benched the starters. Talk. This is the one where he left the bench in too long. You're but, confused. Okay. Hey, here's one thing I will say, though. I think we can now say definitively that strategy of they didn't earn it, this old fire, did not work. <laughs> like two be- This is now three games yeah. in a row the yeah, starters are a negative. And hilariously, Charlotte closed with their bench to win that game that he yeah. was talking about. Well, they did bring but back a message anyway. not received. Moving onwards, Malone said he did not want to make that mistake, so he did bring the starters back early, and I think Jokic came back in at like the 1037 mm-hmm. mark or something like that. Um, on Davon Reed, he said he looks very, very comfortable and confident up there. You've got to believe that you belong, and he certainly does. Uh, he was asked if this was a, the best Christmas gift he got this game, this win, and he said he wished it had come a couple of days sooner. Last couple of days haven't been easy for any of us. I apologize to my wife and my daughters and my dogs because I was kind of a Scrooge. So yeah, Michael Malone couldn't have had an enjoyable Christmas. Dude, there's I no bad. Nobody no in way. the Malone household had a good Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I even apologize <laughs> the presents to his dogs. probably sucked. Yeah. <laughs> even if his dogs weren't allowed to. Oh, work. thanks, Mike. A basketball. Yeah. <laughs> basketball. <laughs> um, he said Austin was good for them this across the board tonight. Uh, Vlatko did nothing wrong, he said. Just wanted to match up with the Clippers. I just don't like him. Um, <laughs> we didn't talk about Vlatko, but I thought he played well again. Oh. He did, too. Uh, on the response to the run, he said, you do know a team will go on a run. It happens in the NBA, all about how you respond to those runs. Uh, 17 points in the fourth quarter is a great number especially when they just gave up 38 against Charlotte. Disappointing in the third, but to come back from a nine-point deficit in the fourth, you need stops and rebounds, so he was happy with that. We spoke with Davon Reed today. Hell yeah. Uh, on the final sequence, he was asked to sort of take, a, take us through it, and he said, man, just don't get scored on. That's the only thing on my mind. Um, on playing under, <laughs> I, love, I love these questions because you're right. That what else would he be thinking? It's yeah, great it also like, he didn't navigate a single screen. Like there was <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, there was yeah. no possession to walk us yeah. through. Like I watched him dribble for ten seconds and yeah. then I stuck my hand up. I, I definitely look- was not screaming foul, foul, foul. 
yeah. from the from the bar here while we were watching <laughs> that. I, that was not me. <laughs> asking somebody what were you thinking while they are playing a sport is kind of like asking the, uh, like a comedian, like where do you get your ideas? Well, it's yeah. funny though because you get <laughs> it's like, how do you guys come up with such a good show? What do you think? Right. Yeah, like, well, I you just go knew into we show? had to throw it to death for this. <laughs> it's, it's funny though, man, because sometimes a player will break that down for you in just this. Like beautiful way, and then another player will just be like, "I don't know, man. I just uh, followed my impulse." I feel like he was actually being really insightful there. Yeah, yeah. Just don't get scored on. That's Which is exactly like, yeah, that is what everyone um, thinks. On playing under a ten day, he said, "To be honest, the ten day contract is never on my mind. When I'm out there, I'm only locked in. I'm focused on the game plan. I'm just trying to help us win." Until That's he like, gets that notification from Southwest that he has. It's 24 hours, and he has to check in first. Yeah. Uh, on, Malone, on his relationship with Malone and his trust in him, he called it both transformative and career-changing. Um, wow. Said there are coaches in his in the past that have given up on him. Wow. Um, he said Jokic is one of the best players he's seen with his own two eyes. When I'm out there, anything I can do to make his job easier, that's what I'm going to do. Uh, I, that's a, we glossed over the Malone quote, but that's a big one, man. I know there's a lot of like, you know, Malone. No, I don't criticism. Think it's a, yeah. No, I'm saying I'm saying this is like a message to everybody sure. listening, and um, you know, we've even criticized Malone a lot. Like nobody's above criticism. I think he deserves a lot of it. But the whole question always comes back to like, yeah, but does he have the locker room still? Like he made a, Jokic was pouting. Like is are they upset? Like you still hear enough of these to be like, I think Jok- I think Malone. Does he make a lot of like big mistakes sometimes? Yeah, but still has the locker room. It sounds like. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that that's not really something I, w- I worry too much about. He also did say I do uh, about losing the locker. Uh, just naturally, I think. Oh, just Larry Bird. Larry Bird yeah, says yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah. coaches only last three years before you lose sure. the locker room. Maybe sure, Larry sure. Bird is a shitty coach. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. A player. He's talking about even as a player. Oh, as like, a player. Yeah, he's pretty. Co- he only coached for three years and then got out of it. Right. <laughs> Davon Reed also said um, that. Malone was the one to push him and his agent to come to the Grand Rapids Gold in the first place and to wait for a Nuggets opportunity. Hmm. Um, he's had tr- tremendous confidence in me since uh, I've met him. <laughs> Malone's but, talking to his agent. Look, I'm not going to play Zeke all year. Okay, I'm gonna <laughs> try, let's just go through the guy's bowls. Have playing. you seen my track record on playing rookies? <laughs> Don't worry, you'll get a chance. You'll get a chance. He's like, you're one, maybe two injuries at most away. You're in, man. I got you. By the way, this was... I'm uh, joking. I'm joking, everybody. Come from on. the other media availability, I was able to find out, uh, Brandon Boston Jr., his perspective on the final play. Oh, I love it. I ain't going to lie. I shot some bullshit. <laughs> That's amazing. Man, he went up... He did shoot some bullshit. Some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 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 me my parley. I'm, he he gets knocked up uh, a rung in my book after that, which brings him to rung number one. Like that, he was at the so very. He's my dude. least favorite player. Love, Brandon uh, Boston is the Jamal Crawford of this generation. Calling it right now. I just love no how way. we, we There's asked no both way. of those players to break down that riveting possession for us. Don't get scored on. I shot some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, sometimes basketball is just a simple <laughs> game. Sim- that play was a very simple game. There was no play. We uh, talked to Nikola Jokic tonight. Hell yeah. And just on a general note, not necessarily any one thing he said, but just watching him speak, um, animated Jokic. A little more life to him today. Like a little more... He, he, I don't know. He just seemed animated while he was speaking. A little more happy to be there. Had more, more to say. life like like a lion or like a mouse? Like what kind of life tiger. are you talking about? A tiger? What? I'm huh? saying what does it mean to have more life? He was... Just like more animated, like what, you know, I, I, do you know what he means? As opposed to like yeah. a like Drake a quiet and boring and like kind of matter of fact <laughs> press conference, Jokic had a little more energy tonight. Yeah, um, positive energy is yeah. what I'm asking. Okay, positive yeah, yeah, positive energy. energy. Nice. Uh, coming in early, nice. um, he said, "I'm ready." So whenever the coach calls me, I'm going to be there. 
And I think he knows that, so he trusts me. I do think that, Jokic. I think he does know that you're going to be ready. Um, on Davon Reed, he said, there's a warrior and there is no excuses for him. And he basically, there was some language barrier trouble with this one, but he started talking about how Reed in um, like film sessions and stuff, he's a guy who's really hard on himself, never makes an excuse for himself, will point out what he could have done better. And he said, if you know, if you think of the circumstances he's playing under right now, his second 10-day contract going back and forth, there are plenty of excuses available for him, but he's not making any right now. Um, on the fourth quarter, in the first half, we were the aggressors. Fokker threw his body to save the ball. Uh, we were that was the first. Great uh, we were the first saw the loose balls. Um, second half, they kind of switched the roles. Um, we f we did fight in the fourth quarter. It was a really interesting game to watch. And then uh, <laughs> on the injuries, Jokic says uh, we need to find more ways to win games there is no excuse i'm just imagining Jokic sitting on the bench this is a really interesting game to watch there was a there was a play i don't remember which one i don't remember what the play was but somebody like made a good play for denver and they cut to the bench and everyone's crowning and Jokic was like hmm let me jot that down in my journal interesting play he had a very much just like rested like First okay. good play I've seen from you guys yeah. i guess i'll come back in this is a very interesting game to watch that's it though i'm done um, so give us your takeaways from this game, vote. Yeah, uh, not the most convincing win, but <laughs> and definitely not the most convincing. Does anyone win. even care right now and just take the wins? No, yeah. we don't. <laughs> uh just look, my biggest concerns right now are point of attack defense and then not being able to get Jokic the ball, which has now been a problem for three, four games in a row. I do think it's less of a problem when they have their healthy players, yada yada yada. But like let's figure this out. They they gotta be able to get the ball to their best player. And uh, honestly, if I am in a if I'm on that opposing staff and I'm watching film and I've seen any of these Denver performances in the last handful of games, I'm just thinking, let's front hard, let's switch everything, dare them to make that pass. I don't think they can right now. Mm -hmm. um, but having said that, they found a way to win. That part's tight, and we will take it. We will take any winners' lines we can get. Yeah. It's funny how much this season really does um, remind you of Golden State's last year. I mean, the difference is that Denver, in theory, gets reinforcements in March-ish, whereas they never did. Um, and hopefully that's the difference between having to go down to the play-in and, and actually right. being in. Right. Um, but it really is. I mean, it does feel that way where you're like, are you happy with the way this game went? No, other than they won, which is actually the only thing that matters at this point. So um, they got it. I don't know that this is a momentum builder. Yeah. You now get an yeah, enormous so. test by going into the Bay, which has been a house of horrors for Denver over the last like nine oh, months. Um, <laughs> so you now go into that game. You get a back-to-back -back against the Warriors, which I think will be interesting just in that it's another one of these two games that you play against yeah. the same team. So um, <laughs> it's weird to say it's a measuring stick game. <laughs> I think Denver knows how they measure up. Is the every game a measuring shorter. stick game right now? <laughs> how do we measure up to the Charlotte Hornets? <laughs> yeah, All so right, true. let's see how we measure up to the Clippers. How do we <laughs> measure up to the Clippers' G League team? <laughs> yeah. Barely better. <laughs> um, but honestly, we're not going to be a vibes killer. The Nuggets get the win. No, they stopped the bleeding. Game. They stopped the bleeding, which is what you needed. And now you get an opportunity. Maybe a Draymond Green less... Uh, version of, of of the Warriors out there. Before we get out of here, guys, don't forget become a subscriber or become a DNVR member. Also, want to remind you, I think we still have the tickets available. We got an extension from the Nuggets to sell these tickets Ooh. now for the January 16th game against the Utah Jazz. They're $100. You get to ride the party bus here at DNVR. Uh, we already filled up one bus and like 10 spots at the second bus, so we still have like 30 30 ish spots left. So if you 
are on the fence about it, this is a great opportunity for you guys to join us for a really good night out and a night in. You go out to the game, then you come back to and drink with us. The following day is MLK Day, so you get the day off uh, of work. Um, it should be a really good time. We're going to be back tomorrow. Oh, I was going to say, I also did the show with George Carl on Friday. Mm. It kind of got swept into the, into the uh, or was it Thursday? Maybe it was Thursday. Um, but that is now up on the Keeping It 1000 podcast. And I thought George had a lot of really insightful mm. things to say this last one. I feel like there was a lot of really good stuff in there. So if you haven't listened to that one, go back and check it out on the Keeping It 1000 feed. All right, everybody. Have a good one. If you're looking to go back to school, maybe finish up your undergrad degree, or maybe you've already gotten your undergrad, you're looking to go back to school and get another degree, MSU Denver Online is really the best option that you could ask for. Super affordable, and they give you a great education. A lot of the teachers at MSU Denver Online actually work in the field that they're teaching, so it's a great networking opportunity as well. And like I said, it's really affordable. MSU Denver Online is also offering free application fees so you can use dnvr sports to waive your application fee at msu denver online if you're signing up for maybe classes in the upcoming fall semester so no matter what type of student you are no matter what type of schedule you're working check out msu denver online today you can view their entire course list at msudenver.edu backslash online